Well, if you have a Bible and you want to turn to Exodus chapter 19, it's on page 56 of the Pew Bibles. So if you have a Bible around you or you brought one, um, I'll be reading from Exodus 19 in a moment. Well, my name is Benjamin. I'm the lead teaching pastor here at Community Evangelical Free Church. Um, And it's fun to have a rowdy song with you. It's like 100 years old, too, I think, right? More than that. that. (laughs) Um, We've been preaching through the book of Exodus. And we've often, as we've been going through it, preached two full chapters on a Sunday morning. And the sermons go 30, 35 minutes. And this morning, I want to preach just a few verses. In fact, I really only want to preach one phrase from one verse, uh, which is not what we typically do. And I really just want to preach 15 minutes. Pastor Ben said at the start of the worship service that we wanted to let this service have more of what has been squeezed out through COVID. We've added more services, but lost some of the length of the service time, and what was squeezed out were singing songs of praise and gospel liturgy. And so so I'm going to preach for a little while, and then I'm going to get out of the way again. So let me read, though, if you have it open, Exodus chapter 19. I'm going to read verses 1 to 6, and then I'll tell you what the phrase is that I want to draw our attention to. Exodus 19, 1 through 6. On the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came to the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain, while Moses went up to God. The Lord called out to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Exodus 19, 1-6. There are several wonderful phrases in this passage that call our attention. Treasured possession, holy nation, kingdom of priests, for example. But the only phrase I'll touch on this morning is the last words in verse 4. Verse 4 says this, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagles' wings, and what does it say? And brought you to myself. As many of you know, this summer, I was not at our church all summer long. I was on a summer sabbatical. It's my seventh year here at the church, into now the eighth year. And 
I had some time away to do some continuing education, some writing, and mostly just to do some resting. And you always hear about pastors and they go away on sabbaticals and all of a sudden they're called out of ministry or they're called into another form of ministry or they're called to another church. And all summer long, I didn't feel that at all. And I was so thankful for that. What I heard, not necessarily shouted from the Lord, but at least whispered was, you're a pastor and be a pastor here, at least for the time being. And we, who knows what you know, the decades will hold. But that's what I heard. I'm so thankful for that. But there was one moment where I doubted whether I should be a pastor at all. And it's not quite as heavy as I'm making it sound. But I do want to tell you that story. So we go on vacation to the Outer Banks. I think, as I've mentioned that here and there over the last uh, couple years as we've been going, many of you have been there or go there regularly. So we go to the Outer Banks, which is this kind of strip of land just outside the top of North Carolina on the ocean. And... Uh, we make this trip every year to what's called Jockey's Ridge. Just show hands. How many people know Jockey's Ridge have been there? Okay. It's a little less than I maybe thought it would have been. But Jockey's Ridge are these giant sand dunes. And every summer, we, the last summer, a few summers, we go and there's hang gliding school at Jockey's Ridge. And my family and I, we go and we watch what I perceive to be these very unathletic people <laughs> uh, drugged down this hill by their instructors, sometimes with their face in the sand. It's, so this is why we go, right? So we go and we watch hang gliding school. Um, and so, but it, because it was sabbatical summer and uh, epic and all of those ways, my wife signed me up for hang gliding school so my family could watch me get drugged down the mountain and anyway it's really not as epic as you sound you, you kind of jump and the hill goes this way and you go out a little bit and land at the bottom but after class was over it's this 10 really 15 20 minute walk um, back to where you check in and I got to talking with one of the young hang gliding instructors and our small talk moved towards spiritual things as I talked about sabbatical summer and how it was epic and that's why I'm hang gliding and so on and so forth and how I was an engineer but now I work for a church and he just he seemed super interested in a kind of a surprising way so I sort of just kept going and he was interested how someone would go from the sciences to working in a church and uh, I told the guy as I'm talking through this I didn't want to preach at him but but this is how the Lord had brought me to himself and he says no 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 you're not preaching I'm asking for this and so I told him about the year in college when my life fell apart and how I knew I was a sinner and I needed Jesus and I'd grown up in the church but at least looking back on it I had heard about the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus this Easter story but I had thought of it as a cliche of sorts, something that was said so often, but it just didn't have any power for our lives. And I told him how God had changed me through Jesus, not quite as quickly as I just said it here. And we come to this point where we've only got maybe five minutes left to walk into this check-in. And the guy looks back at me and he goes, whoa, the same thing happened to me. And I'm like, really? Tell me about that. And so he says, well, I was way into snowboarding, and I thought I'd go all over the world to snowboard. I thought I'd snowboard in the northern hemisphere here in the winter, and then I'd go to Australia and snowboard in the southern hemisphere in their winter, but then COVID happened, and I, after I went to Australia and I came back here and snowboarded for 18 months straight of winter, I couldn't go back to Australia, and that's when I found hang gliding, and it changed my life. That's how the same thing happened to me. <laughs> and at that moment, I thought, perhaps 
I am the worst pastor evangelist in the entire world and I should not go back to pastoring (laughs) because that is not at all the same thing. That's not what I told him in the moment, but that's how I felt. Now that was a long story, perhaps too long, but I bring it up to make the point that it's possible to hear a lot of good truth, even a lot of Jesus, good news, gospel truth, and hear it in such a way that when we bring it close to ourselves, it becomes a different story and means something different. The good news of Christianity is the story of how God takes sinners and brings them to himself. And he does it in such a way, he makes this transfer, this, what Colossians chapter 1 calls this transfer from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the beloved son. He makes this transfer in such a way that sinners are now brought to God without experiencing God's holy wrath against sin. The Bible teaches that we're children of wrath, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3. We were as it were, we could say, Egyptians, far from God. But in the gospel, sinners are loved and cared for in such a way that they become, in the words of our passage here in Exodus, a treasured possession, a holy nation, a kingdom of priests, It's possible to hear the story of Exodus, though, the story of Christianity, and make it a story merely about how you get freedom. Freedom from whatever it is that you want to be free from. It's possible to hear the story of Christianity and make it a story about how you get joy. And we make a big deal of joy here at this church. But there's a way to understand joy as though it's joy to just do all the things you ever wanted to do. In other words, it's possible to hear the story of Christianity and make it a story not about how you get the good news of how God brings us to himself, but a story about how we, I don't know, how should we say this, find our true selves by finding a family or a job or prosperity or health or even hang gliding. And that version of Christianity is not the real version. It's not the real story. It's not real Christianity. It's not even really, when you think about it, good news. If you get everything that this life has to offer, and if you get everything that Christianity has to offer, but you stop short of getting God himself, then you haven't gotten good news. And my fear Throughout this fall, if I could just frame it in a sentence, my fear as we've been preaching through Exodus all fall is that through all of our preaching and through all of our teaching through Exodus, as we've told stories about Moses and Israel and the plagues and Pharaoh and the crossing of the Red Sea and the manna that comes on the ground each morning that God provides, it's possible perhaps to lose the plot. It's possible that as we've pointed out the ways the book of Exodus whispers the name of Jesus and the hope of Jesus, it's possible to get confused about the main thing. And I don't want that tragedy of misunderstanding to happen to us. And one way to avoid this tragedy is to highlight 
the order of salvation in Exodus, which is really the same order throughout all of the Bible. The book of Exodus teaches that we get God by grace. Not not simply through right living. We get to God through sacrifice. The next few weeks will will be Christmas time and the stage and the church are already beautifully decorated that direction. We'll be in an Advent series through the beginning of John chapter 1. So if you want to just be reading John chapter 1, that's what you can do. David's going to be leading that sermon series next week. But when we come back after Christmas and early in January, we're going to be in the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to go one commandment a week for the next 10 weeks through January and February. And what we'll say over and over again, probably, is that the Ten Commandments come in chapter 20, not chapter 1. That's really, really significant. God does not come to Israel and say, if you obey these rules, I will save you and bring you to myself. That's not what Exodus does. He saves them first, leads them out of Egypt through 10 miraculous plagues, the last one being the slaughter of the Passover lamb who dies in their place on their behalf and then God leads them out into freedom where God tells them that he loves them and how he bore them on eagles' wings and makes them his treasured possession. And then only after they have been saved from the wrath of God as God passes over with that passage from Exodus, it was on the screen a moment ago, chapter 12, calls the destroyer, this imagery of God's wrath crushing the Egyptian families and any Israelite who did not put the blood on their doorpost, but those who did, he passes over in his wrath through sacrifice And he frees them from slavery. And then he shows them how to live. That order is really important. God brings us to himself and then shows us how to live, not the other way around. To be brought on eagle's wings is a way to say that in the midst of danger, God swooped in and carried us to safety. It's this way of saying we were medevaced out of danger. A danger we couldn't escape from in another way. It's like if you're on the mountain and you break your leg and there's no coming down, but it's not just a mountain. There's a war and there's a battle raging around you and a helicopter comes in, men with ropes, rappel down, strap you to cables, pull you back up and airlift you out of danger. That's what God said he did for Israel and that's what the Bible says he does for us in Christ. It's a good news story. It's the story of how we're brought not merely to freedom and joy and the prosperity of a promised land, but the story of Exodus and the story of Christianity is the story of how sinners are rescued and flown to God. The Bible teaches as we've been singing about and reading scriptures about, but I just want to make it super clear. The Bible teaches that Jesus lived the perfect life. The life you and I should have lived, which makes him the perfect Passover lamb who can be sacrificed in our place. When I tell my kids about the gospel sometimes, now they're a little older, we don't use this language as much, but I would say that Jesus took our spankings for us. 
which I know if, you, if that distracts you, don't think about it that way. But just, just think, like there is a punishment and someone has to be punished. The Bible says that Jesus is that, took that punishment for us and he rose again on the third day, appearing to his disciples, speaking forgiveness and hope over them. He ascended to the throne of the universe where he promises to come again. He extends not just freedom and joy and the hope of heaven, but he extends not only those things, but he extends the promise of God to his people. That's the gospel. And so over and over again, we've been drawing our attention to what Exodus or what theologians have called this recognition formula. This phrase that's used over and over again in the book of Exodus, then they will know that I am the Lord. God wants us to know him. To know him. God wants to bring you to himself. And even though I would say that we preach the gospel every week here at church and we sing the gospel every week here at church and the arc of our services, if you even think about them, we were called into our attention to God and we talk about our sin and our need for forgiveness and the assurance of pardon, even though we don't highlight that in super visible ways, we do have that gospel liturgy every single week. Even though we have all those things, I wanted to take one Sunday morning for just 10, 15 minutes where I just shined in bright red neon flashing lights what is the gospel throughout COVID we've not only lost kind of opportunities to sing with the way we've structured our services but there has been a shake-up among churches across the country and even in our own church about who attends what church and I want you to know what we believe about Jesus and why he matters and so if all of this is new to you we are so glad that you're here at community if this is new to you in such a way, like, okay, I need to hear more about that, I need to talk more about that, we would love to be a church where there are dozens of people, myself included, who would love to do that with you. And if you've heard this all a thousand times and believed it a thousand times, that's great too. Let's pray together as a church that God would keep it fresh. That God would warm our hearts that all the struggles and all the distractions, all the victories, all the defeats in our journey through the wilderness on the way to the promised land would not cause us to lose sight of where God is leading us to himself with all that other good news with it. Let's take a moment and pray and I'll invite the worship team back up. Heavenly Father, Christmas is often, the, as we sing about it, the most wonderful time of the year. It's also a season in which there are, well, maybe we would say the most distracted time of the year. And so, Lord, I pray that you would rivet our attention on all that we have in the gospel, most especially the transferring from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the beloved Son. And we would adore him, both now and into the age to come. We pray this in Christ's name.